seemed to run straight at him, and all of a sudden, he was on his back. Oh, my goodness gracious me. What has he done, done? Yes, hello. Welcome to Professor and Barney podcast. This week, not featuring Barney. Uh, that's right. He is not on this episode. <laughs> so, as you just said, Tommy, Tommy, tuxedo, people might listen to the whole thing this week. <laughs> There's every chance. Cover to cover. This is the first cover to cover episode of the Professor and Not So Barney podcast. Yeah, amazing. Filling in as always, Brooksy. Off the pine. Mate. Ready to go. Oh. Surely you've got to get the Sixth Man Award this year for I this think- podcast. Yeah, I think I'm going to go pretty close. There's a few votes in already. So. Oh, jeez. <laughs> let's, just, let's just call the jet. Are you <laughs> the lemon, are you lemon pepper loot oh, of the podcast? Yeah. <laughs> Very good. Now, yeah. um, Barney, he took the week off. Due, he uh, he breached the COVID bubble mm. his podcast. Yeah. He was a yes. grappa. Um, he was um, there having a, a nice pinot, I think, a pinot grigio. Yeah. Yep. And um, obviously... He got in trouble. So you've got written here, Tommy, that he's now having chicken wings at Spearmint Rhino. Is well, I, I I heard uh, through obviously news dot com that uh, he was caught having chicken wings oh, at right. Spearmint Rhino, and that's why he breached the bubble. Mm. So he wasn't at Grappa. Mm, I don't know. I'm oh, not sure. Okay. All Who right. Knows? Yeah. Who knows? These I heard he days. got kicked out because he had a semi on as well. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Classic Barney. Now that wonderful Kiwi accent you hear, of course, is Nick Ratto from all the way in New Zealand. How are you, Nick? I'm very well, thank you, team. That's and good. yourselves. I'm oh, very well. Mm. Have you noticed the shirt that Tommy is wearing this week? Have you oh, seen yeah, what that, that is? Listen. For those of you watching oh, on KO. Oh, he's got the or... Robert Mugabe <laughs> well, uh, no. signature. That's a signature. <laughs> well, no, signature it, is, it is obviously Tommy A. Nelson Mandela shirt. Exactly. Uh, uh, who, who Nick yeah. last week uh, mistook. Uh, mistook for Robert Mugabe. Which is an easy mistake to make, obviously. <laughs> yes. No, yeah. Nick, can we forgive you for it? You can see how these people get into power now, right? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um <laughs> <laughs> now, Tommy, Artisan Craft this week. Let's get straight into it. Uh, yeah, guys, uh, as I do every week, I like to give back to the community. Uh, and this week I am doing pregnancy yoga uh, oh, for men. Congratulations. Good of you. But for, for, the, yeah. for men. Oh, okay. Uh, and all what? it is, basically, we sit around a work? campfire and just drink a keg of beer uh, and, and just escape. Escape from the pregnancy. Escape from the, yeah, exactly. My wife is currently... 30 weeks pregnant. Well, you should come to a class. I'd need it. Yeah, absolutely. I, I need it. Uh, we had a little hazy yeah. uh, we had a little hazy parallel for you and we can oh, all no, just sit around yeah. and, and talk what you shouldn't yeah. name your child. Oh, is there any stretching? Yeah. One, one of them uh, is there. hazy parallel. <laughs> hey, yeah. I'm going to the mix. Hazy parallel Rochford. I don't mind it. Yeah. I don't mind it. <laughs> what's, your, what, what's your course called though, Tommy? Um, um, you normally have a title for these kind of courses. What it's do you called call? uh, Weird Dudes Not Does. Oh, is what we is what are we wearing? Uh, we're not wearing pants. Uh, no, we're no yeah. pants. It's a Hence well, obviously the, no, and no we all God. just sit around and we bounce on medicine balls. Wonderful, for, for most, beautiful, most of the time. Great. Now, who would like to explain what this podcast is? Nick, are you up for that this week? Sure, certainly. What we do is we take something that's happened in the sporting week and then we dive deep into the annals uh, to see if it's happened in history. And uh, that's it. That's all we do on the podcast with a little bit of lols in there yeah. and some artisan crafts. Just yeah. to <laughs> and geez, it's popular, isn't it, Nick? Mm. Out of oh, yeah. Every show that does this format, we are the most popular. 
<laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. on Along the podium. We yeah. are, yeah. At absolutely. the absolute worst. Um, now, the other thing we do is we encourage our listeners to leave a review, get on mm. board. Mm. Um, I don't actually know where they leave the reviews. There's Twitter, there's Instagram, there's Facebook, there's the actual <laughs> iTunes thing. You can leave a review. Yeah. Uh, yeah. At TripAdvisor. Yeah. TripAdvisor, leave yep. one there. Leave one. You can um, just, you can just yell it into the ethos as well. Yeah, it sucks, just like that, at your door. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, as long as uh, it's five stars. That's right. We're at Professor J. Roch on Twitter and Instagram and uh, <laughs> I get this wrong every week, at Narrow Water Sports on Facebook. Now, Tommy, you've got us a wonderful review this week. It's from an old friend of the show. Yes, I do. It's from uh, Buck Shelford, All Black Legend. Oh, uh, Buck again. Five stars. <laughs> he wrote this on uh, in sometime. Um, as requested, Top 5 Readers is the title of it. As requested <laughs> by the Friar of Fast Forward, Funny. please find... In, in absolute correct order, the best and worst readers. One, Barney. Two, Brooksy. Three, Professor. Four, Nick. Five, Bubbles the Chimp. Six, Stephen Hawking. Yep. And seven, Tommy. Beautiful. Top ten. Love it. Um, as right. voted by the group of uh, uh, group of peers, uh, you can't be rich and funny. Uh, it can't be rich, funny, and a good reader. Oh, did you just Buck. fumble yeah. through that? Yeah. No, I think there was two. Yeah. Point out for Buck there, uh, the sweet, sweet yeah. irony in placing me third as the best reader, but then spelling professor. <laughs> so, <laughs> nice. Which work. is why we go to his reviews every time. We do. That's we what do. we do. And, and placing also, Brooksy also, above me. I know. This is great. Or exactly. Shit. Also, they gave me no credit that Australian's my second language as well. That's a good point. So, ESL. Mm, you know? Sorry, ASL. Did you want me to introduce what we're talking about? This is when it's, we get into it now. Uh, yes. Yeah. Do I change the oh, order? Oh, I think you flipped the order, but I, I was yeah. just just jumping in there so you didn't forget that we actually have a topic and we have need, a, something to, need to address. Okay. Uh, is to it be honest, Ace guys, this didn't yeah. happen when Barney was driving. Mate, Nick, you know you how easy you are to get rid of? It is literally me getting a remote <laughs> control and turning off that TV. And then never answering a message from Pretty you much. again. Very easy to do. Um, right, Tommy, you are looking after the topic this week. What has tickled your fancy in the week of sport? Um, uh, obviously... The, the U.S. Open tennis came to a, came to a head uh, and everybody's favourite Austrian uh, got, got the monies. He got the jockeys. <laughs> uh, Austria chocolate, whatever. Yeah, um, and Dominic Team he beat Alexander Zverev in the U.S. Open final. Obviously, Team had been in an, in an Aussie final, Aussie Open final, two French, never won them. He's fourth. Fourth time lucky, US Open, bang. Came from two sets to love down, yeah. I believe. Five yeah, set ups. I, yeah. five I guess you could oh. I guess you could say I guess you could say it was his team to win. Time to yeah. win. Got oh, it. Very God. good. I had to think about yeah, that. Yeah, out of the box uh, early. Yeah, That's he's great. good. He's yeah. good. You're like the number one dog. You're like the number one dog. Just not getting tripped to the box. You're out early. You're a dollar forty favourite to say the first shitty joke. I'm yeah. right. Do, do you want to know so what I, I love about that joke? Yeah, exactly. Sorry. I, I, what I love, what I love about that joke is throwing out a joke like that and then hearing not one but a two-second beat before any kind of reaction. <laughs> I, we were trying I to mean, work it out. Most people who are listening to this podcast would suggest that that Nick's probably before his team. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, well, see now we I go. understand because you're using it as the time same as joke. Well, yeah, so exactly. Well. An interesting stat from that too. First player born mm. in the 1990s to win a Grand Slam. There you go. Oh, this is why people love Brooksy. Mm. Did have. Stats mm. background. Stats. Thought mm. I'd slide that in. Um, yeah, always won by someone born in the 80s or earlier. That's so congratulations to team. So he's only 20. 
No, no, no. He's born yeah. in 1993. He's 17. Or something. My maths is terrible. That would yeah. be 27. <laughs> 27. Yeah, yeah. Is that right? Yes. Have those blokes yes, been winning that much? Yeah. You yeah. know, it's the, the first time dominated. since 1999 that either Federer or Nadal haven't been in uh, a Grand Slam. Oh, oh, well, okay. If we're wow. one up statting each other. It's the first time since yeah. 2016 that there's a new name uh, on the trophy that wasn't those top four. Oh, my God. So a new yeah. name on a men's Grand Slam trophy that's not, obviously, Nadal, Frederer. Frederer? <laughs> he wasn't on any of them. Frederer, <laughs> Andy Murray. He's or, actually a um, chocolate frog. The Joker. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, that's a great and, – and what topic does that lead us into? That leads us into, obviously, monkeys off the back. Greatest, uh. greatest moments in sporting history where a team or a player has just absolutely stripped that monkey off the back. Finally got across the line. Yeah. Had all those attempts. Loss, 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 loss. Boom. Bingo. Monkey off. Whammy. Okay. That's great. I've I've confused the uh, topic, but I'll, I'll get to that when I do my story. I've got it completely where, wrong. Yep. Where does it – where, where does – where does uh, – does where does the saying monkey, monkey off the back come from? Where does the saying Sorry. monkey off the back come from? Yeah, what does it mean? It like, involves well, Michael is Jackson mean? famously had bubbles and um, <laughs> yeah. for a long time he couldn't win the Grammy. And people mm, often yeah. said it's because he keeps having bubbles on off his your back. back. Yeah. At, yes. at the ceremony, he showed up one ceremony without bubbles. Sure enough, won the Grammy. Yeah. Monkey off the back. That's why he it? kept on 100%. saying Owl through No song. bubbles, no yeah, troubles. That's yeah, what, that exactly. was the other saying. That was the other <laughs> saying that came from. Hubba Bubba used that. Big bubbles, no troubles. Big bubbles, no troubles. Okay, now, Brooksy, you are sitting in uh, in Barney's chair, yep. prior of Fast Forward's chair. Um, so if you're happy to lead us off. Why not? Um Go, go ahead. Now, just remember that, Chet, tends to be a lot of information that we don't need that tends to lead nowhere. Okay. Now, if you want to do that, that's up to you. <laughs> mm. We won't be missing much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> or you could go for your own your own style. That's okay. up to you. And just like a forewarning, like people when they're normally in that chair just start speaking really slowly <laughs> as well. So, yeah, I, I mean, you know, you kind of just, just speak in your normal sort of pace and tone. That'd be fantastic. Thank no, you. I know Barney's going to watch this back. I love this. All right, let's go, Brooksy. Let's All do right. it. Okay, my monkey off the back situation is the 2016 Western Bulldogs of the Australian Football League. Yeah. Uh, so I'm staying local. Um, Truly local. So before we start looking at the 2016 season, we need to get a bit of an idea about the club, who was originally known as Footscray mm. back in the day when they started in the VFA back in the late 1800s. But before we do that, let's have a look at some fun facts about oh, Footscray. Here we go. Should we? Brooksy and his fun facts. So Footscray is only 5Ks away from the CBD of Melbourne, but it's a very multicultural hub and they're known for their two markets. Mm. So there's a fresh food market, it's grey market, right near the train station. If you're near, it's open from Tuesday to Saturdays <laughs> and has 1,800 car spaces. Wow. Stop it. That's great. It's great. I've and never then, had zucchinis quite like it. That Provador that just yeah. said, right? Yes. Oh, God. Oh, to die for so they have do they have good artisan crafts there? They do. They do. Yeah, there's, cer- there's ceramics. Um, Is there a pickling mm. stall? No, there isn't. They've actually asked, they've asked me to come in and, uh, open. and open, open up a pickling stall, but I said uh, no. 
but you're getting confused with the other market on Byron Street, which is Little Saigon. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a wet market, which is all the rage these days. What? Yes. Yeah, oh, yeah. and you can a get great bat that's, there. That's mm. it's amazing. They it's have, where did you say bat soup, Nick? Is that what you said? Yeah. 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 You can get a really good one there. So anyway, that's, that's what you great. want from a wet market. Wow. Yeah. Here we yeah. go. There's a little slice of facts from Footscray. That's anyway, right. Melbourne is struggling. If there's a yeah. bloody wet market there. <laughs> Seriously. Okay. So, as I mentioned, came into the league eight, or end of the VFA in 1877. Um, the VFA was the top competition in Victoria up until 1896 when the VFL started and a few teams left there. So, the VF, they were still in the VFA for some mm. time and that was technically the second tier of um, Australian rules football. Wonderful. Um, so, after that, without the good clubs, the Bulldogs won nine VFA premierships yeah, wow. before joining the VFL in 1926 with fellow current teams, Hawthorne and North Melbourne. Go the Hawks. And shortly after, well, not really, 28 years, they won their first VFL premiership in 1954 against Melbourne. The score was 15-12-102 to 7-9-51. <laughs> oh, um, so clearly yeah. you can see they kicked. Imagine, imagine scoring sports like that. Like, you know, like rugby league, yeah. uh, the, the Dragons won 6-6-36 to... Nil, nil, nil. Like, I, I what is the origin in. of that, why they feel the need to give the goals and the behinds? I mean, obviously it started a long time ago. Do you know, Tommy, you're a big... No, but I would suggest because there's, there's different ways of score. Like there's obviously different, you can go up by different multiples, like six. Yes, but, yeah, but at the end of the day, it's but only also, one number And rugby... And yeah. rugby, you don't you don't go. It's oh, like four four tries and seven conversions. <laughs> well, no. New Zealand one total... zero zero five fifteen to zero zero three nine. <laughs> yeah, doesn't really exactly. paint a good picture, does it? No. <laughs> exactly. No. I, I don't know. I just I, I quite like it. That's one yeah. thing about AFL that I love. I love when you hear like a sports pundit just rattle off. Did you say fifteen goals? Yes, 15 yeah, goals, 12. Yeah, that's not going to happen anymore yeah. in the old mm. AFL. No. No, now with the zone defense that they play. Plan the zone. So 54 successful seasons. Thank you. Uh, but beautiful. there hasn't been too much glory since then for the Bulldogs. 1959, grabbed the spoon. Mm. 61, they bounced back, got a grand final, lost that one. Ooh. The late 60s were terrible. From 65, they finished in the bottom three every year. Bit better in the 70s. But didn't win a finals game. Mm. 80s, they struggled. Spoon in 82, made the finals once. In 85, made it to the prelim final. There was a proposed merger with uh, Fitzroy to create the Fitzroy Bulldogs. They couldn't even nail that, <laughs> although they didn't want that. <laughs> no, so no, it's, it yeah. Yeah. 90s, they made the finals seven times. It's starting to pick up there. Best year, 92, a prelim final. They changed their name in 96 from Footscray to Western Bulldogs. So the idea there was to market the club in the western suburbs of um, Melbourne, but legend has it, it's more to lose the mediocrity of the name Footscray. Uh, they, you know, they wanted to, yeah. they wanted a rebrand. So what I thought was let's have a look at some of the rebrands that have been successful over the years. Yep. Puff Daddy went mm. to P. Diddy. Well, yeah. Mm. Did he went to Puffy. Yeah. And then he went to Diddy. That's right. I like Puff. So I don't know where he's at now. He's one of the four. So if uh, someone can write in and let us know. Puff the Magic Dragon. Is, is that he's where he is? He's gone back to, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah the, the, yeah. the capital of the US, Washington, had a basketball team called the Bullets. Yeah. But they weren't really into Bullets. They were more into Wizards. So they changed their name into the Washington Wizards. Uh, Aubrey Graham, <laughs> not the best name for a rapper, Drake. Was his name Aub- uh, Aubrey Graham? Named after the, the, yeah. the suburb down in 
Aubrey Wodonga. Yeah, Aubrey, yeah, yeah. Wodonga. Oh, yeah. I think his Grainsville. middle name's Wodonga. Is it? Yeah. 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 Did not know that. Mm. The Mighty Ducks of Anaheim, owned by Disney, sold the team. They changed to the Anaheim Ducks to keep it pretty simple. Bruce Jenner yeah. wasn't working for him, changed his name to Caitlyn Jenner. Not just his name, yeah. The Washington <laughs> yeah. Football Club. Yeah. We won't go uh, back no, and say no, what that was. And an AFL player changed his name for a game. Gary Hocking to Whiskers. Mm. Yes. I think he kicked spots. five goals. Yeah, did he? Yeah, he did well. How yeah, good. Didn't well, research that. I think yeah, my I believe big, it was a good game. Obviously, I think the big name change that shocked the nation and the world uh, was obviously uh, Andrew G uh, changing his oh, name yeah. to Osher Gunsberg. Uh, so was Osher was Gunsberg a big one. his that was a big name? One. I don't know. I'm not sure, but Osher Gunsberg, it really just adds a bit of credibility to the whole bachelor, bachelor does he ha- circuit. Does he have a umflow on one of the letters too somewhere? He's He's umflowing the shit out yeah, of yeah, it. Yeah. yeah, he's got two dots above the U. I, yeah, I'd hate to have a name like that logging into things on your, oh, on your God, TV. Is it an that would be that character? Huh? I've always said umlaut. I don't know. Yeah, I've I, said yeah, umlaut too. Umlaut. Is it umflau, is it umflau yeah. different to an umlau? <laughs> right yeah, I think umflaus are in the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Oh, umflau, umflau. It sounds like umflau. when you drop it a rave. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Umflau, umflau. Yeah, definitely go with your version of it. Yeah. I, don't I know spent a bit of time in Berlin, yeah. so. Yes, we heard about that earlier this morning. <laughs> so let's move. New Millennium. Knew them. Uh, 2000s, terrible start. Spoon in 03, but they did make three straight prelim finals from 08 to 10. So you can see there's this just up and down with the dogs. Um, An undulation. Undulation. Oh, wow. That's great. Spell Uh, it. Can't. No, neither can I. (laughs) Right in. (laughs) And then 2015, we saw a bit of development. They finished sixth, but got bounced in week one of the finals against Adelaide. Mm, the Crows. Yeah, so the Crows took care of them. But there was an interesting story to come out of that. Michael Talia, one of their players who didn't actually play in that game, has a brother on that squad, Daniel, uh, in the Adelaide squad, Daniel. And it was there was an investigation about him leaking game plans during that time. Uh, before the game to his brother. brother. His brother who was playing for Adelaide. Yeah, but they traded him during the investigation to Sydney because they obviously they're spooked. They can't get past these prelim finals. They can't get past week one. They're struggling to get games. What kind of stuff was he he saying? We're going to lose this one? Yeah, we're kicking it down the left. Yeah, we're going to try to kick more goals than you guys. I don't know. We're going to handball the lot. We're going to handball the ball. We're going for the big sticks. If we can't kick a goal, let's kick seven behind. It's worth more yeah, than one. Yeah, yeah. Right. So That's there was it. stuff like that, but it ended up just being some um, trash talk from one of the Adelaide players, Kyle Cheney, that was saying that to the Western Bulldogs players during the game and it, rattling them. Turned into uh, a yeah, turned into yeah. transfer. And Dick, the guy Dick got Chaney's son. Is it? Yeah. Got traded. Another great whistleblower. Right. So, oh, it was Chaney's yeah, Whispers. <laughs> Chaney's Whispers. Very good. Oh, God. So, 2016, <laughs> it was time. 62 years without a premiership, but it did start a bit undulating. Mm. Won six out of their first eight games, but in round three, they lost their club legend, Bob Murphy, to oh. an ACL injury. Oh, yeah. One of the great men. Then round 18, it was carnage, ACLs and legs going everywhere. They lost Jack Redpath and Mitch Wallace in the game. Uh, so they were out for the season. And in round 23, the last game of the regular season, they lost by 20 to 16th place Freo. Oh, really? Yeah. So they finished in seventh position and no team had won a flag from outside the top six. Six, yeah. Um, 
until Adelaide did in 1998. So history was against them. But something that went for them was a week off before the final started, which was the first year in 19 uh, – sorry, 2016. Uh, yeah. Which allowed them to rest players. And they actually rested some players in that last game. So they got two weeks. Two weeks off. So they got two – some of those good players got two weeks off. So The bond. They, yeah, bond, bond, oh, the, I think the Bont played through, but he, the bond he was play? resting. Yeah, okay. He was resting. Um, but, yeah, so week one they had to go back to WA to face the Eagles, who were in the finals that year. So they did the did the whole rope-a-dope on the Eagles, led the whole way, won by 47 points. An amazing win, 14-15-99 to 7-10-52. Beautiful, love it. Love the math. Next up was the Premiers, Hawthorne, who were going for four straight grand finals. The Hawks, it was close in the first half. Was. They were up by one at halftime, the Hawks, but a huge third quarter kicking six goals drove the Doggies to a 16-11-107 to 12-12-84 win. 23-point win, Mm. which led them to a qualifying final for the grand final against the GWS Giants. I remember watching this Mm. game. Sydney won the night before, so everyone was talking up uh, all Sydney's final for the first time. Uh, there was an interesting – so there was that that storyline. So the underdogs, no one wanted them in the grand final because of the history. But there was also an interesting story with one of the GWS players, Callan Ward's family, got stuck in Melbourne because they had booked a, a Jetstar flight the day of the game. Oh, that's – And Michaela, the sister, Jetstar, they tweeted into up. Jetstar – and was and basically blew up saying that look we're stuck in the airport we can't we can't get to our game we're going to miss the final they ended up getting there for the, after the first quarter so there was a bit of I guess you know there Do was think a bit Callum behind was worried about his family there could so have been a bit of that so hmm. GWS they they it was tight the whole way but the Giants. What was you, the- saw the, you saw the crowd, right? You remember the remember that game? There was mostly yeah. Western Bulldogs fans who had driven up. Yeah, that's yeah. right. They yeah. knew. At they Metricon. knew. Not Metricon. Sorry, it's, where do they play? Uh, spotless. Uh, spotless. spotless. Yeah. yeah. And the and the dogs got the upset. What was the in-flight entertainment? Uh, it's Twister and um, Jumanji. Jumanji. Yeah, Jumanji. Which, one was yeah, yeah, yeah. which one was first? Uh, Twister. Yeah, beautiful. Which is always an interesting flight choice. Mm. It is. It is. Bloody it's yeah. a great film, though. Good flip. Mm. Anyway, they got to the grand final. 62 years. There was a whole thing down in Melbourne, dog for a day. Like, so you could wear your Collingwood jumper or your Hawthorne skivvy and you could throw on this little, like, Western fake well, paper, like, Western Bulldog shirt yeah, to right. support the guys. You didn't want Sydney to win. Of course, Let's yeah. keep the trophy in Hate Melbourne. The they did it. There we they go. They bloody did it. 22-point win. Hell. It was amazing. They smoked them, too. 62-year drought. Gone. <laughs> smoked them. Yep. 13-11-89 uh, 10-7-67. Um, so, yeah, great story. But the funny, a funny thing from post-match is that because they're reaching out to Western um, Melbourne and also into the peripherals like Ballarat, they went and had a parade at Ballarat because a lot of people support the Western Bulldogs from out there. But what they didn't do was take the team out there. They took Luke Beveridge and uh, the trophy. Yeah, right. So everyone right. was there in the street down Sturt Street, Main Street in Ballarat, and they're waiting like, yes, the waiting for the team. And then it was announced a couple of uh, hours before that none of the players were there, and it was Luke Beveridge and the yeah. trophy there. They booked a jet star. The-, <laughs> <laughs> the other thing is so- Beveridge, didn't Beveridge give Bob Murphy his uh, premiership uh, medal? Because yeah. obviously Bob Murphy, club stalwart, couldn't yeah. play the game. Yeah. Great service. There's some great scenes at full time mm. with them too. Yeah, on the podium. Old frosty beverage just gives him a gives him the medal. Yeah, 
and it was a great story. I remember watching that series, like watching them just go through, and it's just the the, the thing of dreams for fans, like particularly a team. Like some people wouldn't have like sixty year olds never seen. No, a that's team. right. Yeah, win a premiership, and there you go on the big stage, hundred thousand MCG. They did it, and they, this year, you know, they might do it. Are they sitting in eighth at the moment? I think. Might be out. Eight. Yeah, I think they That's may it. just be in ninth. I don't know. Just... Let's have a quick look while you guys are chatting amongst yourselves. I'll just look at the ladder here. Well, just ask what you did during the day and that sort of thing. Yeah, so, yeah. so they haven't so they so haven't won. Eight. Eight. Ah. So if they should secure a spot this weekend, can secure. they come from eighth? Secure. Can they Can they what? Can they can they go come from eighth instead of seventh? I mean, that's the only way to trump their their own monkey, really. What isn't would it? be even more impressive if they came from ninth? Oh they my technically god. can't do that. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> so yeah, there's a the story of the Western Bulldogs. Very good, oh, Brooksy. Brooksy. Great stuff. That's no great to yeah. have you in, mate. Just great. Um, Tommy. <laughs> is it me? It is you. Okay, guys. Well, obviously I'm going back to the land of opportunity. Um Mm. Uh, Austria, the, the home of the free and the land of the brave. Um, going to the stra- Star Spangled. You seem to visit banner. there a lot. I do. I, I love my American yeah. sport. Obviously, the restart of the NFL season this week has was got it, me with a bit of a semi on as well. Wasn't uh, that great? Um, the Seahawks taking care of the Falcons. Yeah, mate. Well, I actually didn't want you on this podcast for that exact reason, Ooh. but uh, but we can talk about that later. <laughs> Is right. that? Do they call it like the Bird of Prey? It is called, the battle, yeah. the, bird, called yeah. the battle of the birds. That's yeah. great. Yeah. Mm. Fantastic. Yeah. And the Falcons got yeah. dusted by Brooksy's by Brooksy's seagull, uh, seagulls. How, seahawks. Mighty how much, seagulls. <laughs> how much uh, are the statues covered in both of those stadiums, by the way, with the seahawks and the the other birds with the amount of crap that the birds do? Is, <laughs> is that, that I think question? isn't there like a rule that the birds don't shit on the shit on the birds? Birds. Well, I think these <laughs> birds are terrified because these statues of birds are huge. Mm. It's a big bronze right. falcon. So. Is that? I have no idea. Is oh, there, right. Oh, so, yeah. So, I, I so don't the, know what this is. actually statues of <laughs> I statues. have no idea what's happening right and now. And if you look up bronze falcon on Urban Dictionary, there's some... Mm. That's a yeah, sex move. Yeah, yeah. I believe so, down in yeah. Atlanta. Yeah. 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 It's a bronze falcon. You can... I'm, I don't know. Really? Yeah. yeah. You're only allowed to do that sex move in Atlanta. Yeah. Right. Otherwise. Is that right? Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like the screaming eagle. Only done in Manly. In Manly. Yeah, exactly. Or Brookvale. Or Brookie. Mm. Um, Alas, (laughs) we we digress once again. Um, Good stuff. Uh, Also, 2016, we were talking about this. It was a big year. Big year. Well, was it Leicester Leicester City? Leicester City. And Mm. the mighty... Cronulla Sharks. Sharks. Yeah. Somebody's got to do a doco. Mm. 2016. It's, it's, wow. it's a serious year. Um, but, of course, I am talking about the Cubbies. I'm talking about the Chicago oh, Cubs. The Cubbies. 2016 Chicago Cubs. I mean, not to one-up Brooksy's uh, premiership sort of drought. No, one-up. But, the, but one. the Cubs drought is the longest in in sporting history. Okay. 108-year uh, drought. Oh, wow. They... 1908 was the the year they last won the uh, they last won the pennant, and it was since then they've had multiple opportunities to win it. They've been in and around. They've been the best team in baseball handfuls of times, and they just haven't been able to do it. And it all boils down to what they believe is the curse of the Billy Goat. 
um, which was a it's a it's a it's a curse that was placed on the Chicago Cubs uh, in 1945. So it happened before it happened. Sorry, after they they won, but they believe that this curse has been the the reason for all their disappointment. Yeah. And what happened was there was a tavern owner, uh, a guy by the name of William Cianus. Uh, he owned a tavern in near Wrigley Field, across the road from Wrigley Field, the home of the home of the Chicago Cubs, and it was called the Billy Goat Tavern. And he was going to the baseball game, and he was kicked out of the game because he brought his Billy Goat along, called Wrigley. And <laughs> it was it was uh, game it was game seven of a sorry game five of a um. Of, of the season uh, of the World Series in 45 yep. and the Cubs were were, de- uh, were up against the Detroit Tigers and they brought the Billy Goat along. He got kicked out and on his way out, he basically just said, you guys are never, ever, ever going to win another World Series. You're never going to win this World Series. You're never going to win another World Series. As you can see, there's photos of Mr. Sianis and, uh. and his goat Wrigley. Um, and they they lost that series to the Detroit Tigers in 45. And they never won mm. again up until 2016 wow. where they broke the curse of the Billy Goat. I uh, just wanted to point out a few times Do it. Uh, where the, the, the curse has sort of been said to be the, the reason for this. Yeah. Uh, 1969, Shea Stadium against the New York Mets. Uh, they were in the NL, NL East and they were 10 runs up and they ended up losing that game and then getting whitewashed in that series. Oh, wow. So they were, they were I don't know how you blow a 10-0 lead. Personally, in baseball, in baseball, well, too. you have to give up eleven, uh, at least eleven runs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> at least eleven. Is that at least? We'll check 11. that right in. Um, <laughs> in 1984, the Cubs' <laughs> first postseason appearance um, uh, uh, since since sorry '69, and it was a best of five series. They ended up losing to the Padres after leading uh. the series three nil. Uh, Bill Buckner, who played for the the Chicago, this is kind of a bit of a weird one. The Chicago yeah. uh, Bill Buckner, who played for the Chicago Cubs, then got drafted uh, by the New York Mets, and he was. I've used him on this podcast before, yeah. where oh. a, a, against the Yankees Subway yep. Series uh, in '86, and the ball went through his legs, yeah. and they they blew the World Series yeah. that year. So they even said that. Sorry, against the Boston Red Sox, they believed that that was the um. The curse even yeah, extends past yeah. the the Cubs franchise, but actually goes to anybody that's ever played well, for the Cubs. And they were saying that Bill Buckner, if I'm right, he he started to turn into a goat. Yes. Didn't he? Yeah, yeah, Because his hands yeah. were turning into hooves. Yeah, and now he lives at Everest Base Camp. Yeah. yeah. Is that true? No, that I yeah. made up. Oh, uh, but, he, right. but he is now a goat. He's now a goat. Great cameo yeah. on Curb yeah. Enthusiasm too, if you've seen it. He was in that? Yes. It, all as a goat or the, as himself? No, nah, all around okay. the dropping of the ball when down he, the valley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. When uh, he was younger, he was also a kid as well. That was another. Uh, that's another yes. sure sign. Yeah, that's uh, another sure sign that he was one. Got, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I've got just. That's the second best reaction. Yeah. Uh, 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 another another example is in 1989. The Cubs had won a 93 game se- season, so they were they were second best second best uh, record God, behind the San Francisco Giants, uh, and they ended up losing the National League Championship Series after also leading three 0 Oh, the damn uh, goat. 
So this this goat they had in in '98 they had uh, NL MVP Sammy Sosa. We all, all yes. know Sammy Sosa. Slam and Sammy. Slam and Sammy. Um, they won the wild card and then they ended up going to the national. They, they were given no chance to enter the National League uh, series and they lost to the Atlanta Braves. 2001. And apparently a goat was putting cork in his bat. Yeah, <laughs> it was a goat that was going yeah. and. That's what I heard. That is a very, yeah. very at night when he very was talented goat. The goat was corking his bats. He got done for corking, didn't he? Or was he done for Sammy uh, Sosa? Or was he roids? Yeah, yeah I think he was. Mark well, Guana. apparently he was old Peppy. Who was the cork bat? Uh, oh, Roger Brett. Yeah. And so Barry Bonds corked Barry his bat a couple of times, That's but right. he was also roids. He was injecting his butt. Mm. Was he? Was You'd rather there. get caught. You'd rather get caught for corking your bat than corking the goat, though. I, think. <laughs> I wonder. I wonder if the As goat was was filling them full of juice though at night when they were sleeping. I'm just trying to build up this goat yeah. curse more than it is. And yeah, say there no, was an I, evil goat. All I know is that you are really you. you the goats that you know are incredibly mm. talented. Yeah, right. Very mm. dexterous. Yeah, I mean they've only got hoofs. Have Imagine you seen trying to do goat- a syringe with a hoof? Have you been to Taronga Zoo lately? No. And the goat enclosure? No. no. They climb on the freaking mm. roof. They have a goat enclosure it, at the oh. zoo. Is well, it the greatest of all time? That's a cop. No, it's out. like the kitty. It's like the kitty farm where you go down and there's llamas and there's ducks and there's pigs. My son loves it. Absolutely yeah. loves it. But the goats, they're so dexterous. They'll stand on a balance beam the width of my yeah. hand. Oh, really? Yeah. They're amazing. So don't ever yeah. discount you know, the a, fact you actually, that a goat could fill someone bring, full of steroids. Funnily, you bring this up. Like, I mean, we, because my whole artisan craft this week being uh, pregnancy yoga for yoga. men. Um, yeah. Have you ever heard of goat yoga? It's taking America by storm. Storm? Yeah. Storm? Who knows? Storms. Yeah. Storms. Stormers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. stormers. Uh, Melbourne stormers. Um, and... It's yeah, it's going bananas. Goat yoga. So you do your stretching and stuff, and they just like hop on your back, and then they like shit and piss everywhere. This is what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. That's what Odell Beckham was doing. Um, is that goat yoga preseason? Yeah, yeah. yeah goat, goat yoga. yoga. No wonder yeah. he can't catch bloody football. Okay. Um, uh, I digress. <laughs> I, I digress uh, to goat yoga. Um, 2015. This is the last one. They made it all the way to the end, and they. Oh, sorry. The the, uh, the NL series as well. Yeah. And they Can, they lost again, and they were considered to have the best team in baseball. They had a hundred game hundred game season. Wow. I mean, they lost. They they got swept in in the in the series, and but it was just who by who swept them. New York Mets. And oh, the it's, Mets again. It's just—it's one of these things where they just had amazing teams, amazing players, and they just couldn't get it over the line. Yeah. Um. And and even the public joined in in attempts to try and break the curse. Um. Uh. Prior to the prior to his death, uh, William Cianus in 1970, that he attempted to break the curse by taking a, a new goat to the stadium with his nephew, nah. Sam Cianus. Again, he got kicked out, and they they ended up losing uh, the wild card tiebreaker that year. It had to be Wrigley, right? Mm. That's what they, so had Wrigley passed away. Wrigley had died. I yes. remember the headlines: "New Goat Who Dis." Yeah, New yeah. Goat. Yeah. It was great. Oh, yeah. um, sad. And what they tried to do is actually quite funny. What they tried to do is they stole a goat from Detroit because Detroit was the series in '45 when they lost. Oh, right. So there was a picture with this um with the, with a coat on it that says "We We Stole Detroit's Goat," um, and that was him and his nephew. And they went and they ended up losing the wild card series. That year, so yeah. no good. 2003, which ironically is actually the Chinese Zodiac year of the goat. Oh. Uh, the yeah. Cubs fans headed to Houston uh, with a billy goat named Virgil Homer. 
uh, and he couldn't get him over the line either. So they took a goat to uh, to Minute Maid Field in. Uh, was in he Houston. DHing for him, or was he? What was he doing? What was the goat doing? Oh, he's first base. Closer. Oh, yeah, first, first base. They're Dexter. First base. They're, over four. He, we had four mitts on. Uh, so, I mean, it's one cheating team against another cheating team against the Houston Astros. Oh, yes. Um, hey. Bash the bin. And the big one was, obviously, 2016. And I think this one worked, personally. Uh, owners of a Chicago diner just across the road from Wrigley Field as yeah. well, near where, actually, the Billy Goat Tavern was, local vegetarian eatery. Uh, they <laughs> fielded a, a, fielded a, a, a team and they, they called uh, – they brought Billy Goats into the restaurant. And they just let the goats roam around and people fed the goats and they obviously weren't allowed to eat them because it's a vegetarian eatery. But they say that this reversed the curse, this vegetarian hipster joint. Oh, wouldn't that be great um, sitting there yeah. and you're trying to have, you know, some sort of potato curry and it's filled with friggin' goats. Having said that, yeah. though, How would you t- having said that though, there's a bit of – they, they don't know whether or not uh, the saving of goats was the reason for the curse break because also in 2016, a Greek Orthodox priest, he slaughtered a ghost. Uh, ghost. <laughs> <laughs> he, he was incredibly wow. dexterous. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, yeah. He, he slaughtered a goat, yeah. uh, spraying uh, the blood across the across the church near Wrigley Field, the Greek Orthodox Church, and he claims that he uh, he was the reason, the sacrifice was the reason. Did the animal, animal welfare get onto that? I don't they, know. That, I mean, that's I'm not quite sure. drastic. It is, that is dramatic. Um but I mean, they should I don't, have just concentrated on getting better as players, probably. Yeah, yeah. I mean, batting that practice is also a really great idea as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and pitchers not <laughs> yeah. throwing absolute dolly balls. Um, <laughs> yeah. But basically, end of the curse. The Cubs enter the the 2016 season, 100, another hundred winning, se- hundred game winning season, 103 and 58, uh, 0.640 record, which is insane in baseball. If you have, if you have over 100 wins, you're oh, pretty much the best. Don't need to tell me, mate. Um, tell me. That's the sixth time in <laughs> in franchise history uh, yep. that they've done that. Oh yeah. Um, and they ended up winning the pennant, which they hadn't done in 71 years, which was uh, a shutout uh, game six against the Dodgers. So the yeah. pennant's like the semifinal. Uh, the, they, the National League pennant, right? The National League pennant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they won that. They hadn't won that for 71 years. There you go. Uh, and they What's won the that. National League certificate? Uh, I, I don't, thanks for thanks for playing. Thanks for playing. I think that's also uh, participation. Com- yeah, and if you yeah, complete yeah. you complete TAFE, I think also. Yeah, <laughs> I mean they're all plumbers. Um, I think so. If you can you build get, your you own bed. You cert four. You get yeah. your cert four plumbing mm-hmm. certificate. Yeah, and then you can. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's called the Wrigley Park. Um, yeah. <laughs> and the curse was broken. Forty, and, and actually, finally, they won that pennant on the forty-sixth anniversary to the day of Bilicianus's yeah. death. Oh, the guy whoa. who took the goat. So it's kind of like these weird series. It is a bit eerie. Look into it. Um, and then, yeah. obviously, 2016 World Series beat the Cleveland Indians. They were down uh, 3-0. In can we still say that? Yeah, they, yes. they haven't been made to change Cleveland. their team name. They've they changed haven't? the logo on the cap. The cap. So they're now just the C without using C. the 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 logo. Yeah. But, yes, I Do you I, think I they'll believe... eventually have to change it? I don't. So? I, I really? Oh, yeah, yeah. I just think if you if you actually knew what the the, like, the history the history of the Steamers that's a free franchise yeah name, free franchise right? name which one Cleveland Steamers, Steamers. 
Yeah, are they thinking of doing the steam? Because there are steamboats. Yes, exactly. In America. Down the Ohio River. Yeah. I'm really hoping yeah, yeah. you know this is a joke, right? Of course, mate. I know what a Cleveland steamer is. Mate. Okay. I went, I, went, I went to schoolies. <laughs> you spent a bit of time in Berlin. <laughs> <as well. Yeah. laughs> a bit of time in Berlin hostels, mate. Oh, there's tarpaulins everywhere. Um, yeah. But ich bin ein Cleveland steamer. That's what I was asked. I was like, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Cleveland uh, steamer, uh, yeah. Das is, das das is I actually don't know what you're yeah. talking about. Is it a dry cleaning thing? Is yes. It? Yes. 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 So get creases out of silk. Um, for 32 for 40. <laughs> um, so... If you want oh, me to, if you want me to cheap. clean this up a bit, I can beat the Cubs, beat the yes. Cleveland professional baseball team. Yeah, thank you. Uh, thank in the you. World <laughs> Series, uh, they were down three nil, three games to in a seven game series, three nil down. Uh, they won uh, game seven, eight seven. We've got a bit of footage here oh, of this and turnaround. So Cleveland Indians hit a hit a, home, a double two run homer to make it six all, and then there was a huge rain delay where they had to yeah. stop it. There was about an eighteen minute rain delay. Top of the tent, they went to extra air. Yeah, extra innings. Zobrist puts it down the left field line. They get a run home, and then boom, he goes straight down the middle, and they get a run home. Eight seven, bottom of the bottom of the tenth, and then obviously this moment happens. The moment we all know. Montgomery, bang, third base, slings it in, and the World Series goes to Chicago. Bill Murray's crying like a baby. Was that game seven? Game seven oh, of the wow. World Series. So they went, came from 3-0 down. One, one race. One, uh, one, one run. One run. And they came from 3-0 down, tied it up three all, and then they won it in Cleveland, which is, uh, I mean, it's a pretty pretty awesome story, breaking a 108-year sporting drought. Absolutely. There can, you I, go. can I just have one little bone to pick with that uh, curse? Tommy, yeah, is that, it happened in 1945, but they won previously in 1908. So there's like 36, 37 years where there was no curse. No, so the, curse, the curse was in reference to the winning of the National League pennant. So they had right. won, won a World Series, but they'd never won the pennant after 45. But they'd oh. still, the World Series drought, which was obviously pre the curse, had been the yes. longest drought in sporting history to be broken. Ah, awesome. cool. Thank okay, you, Tommy. No, there Thank we you, go. Tommy. Good one. Thank there you. we go. Yes. Uh, go the Cubbies. Right. Now, as I mentioned at the top of the podcast, I have slightly got the, the subject wrong. There was a lot of text messages going past yesterday, uh, and I saw mm. the comment, get the monkey off the back. Mm. I have literally done a story about a guy that was attacked by a monkey. <laughs> um, yes. That's so I, You can understand my confusion. Oh, totally. It mixes what, it up what, nicely, I reckon. Yeah. Well, I, what I season thought, was this? Was this 2016? Uh, 2016, my God. Uh, no, 2011. <laughs> but I, I thought at last, we're not talking about sport, let's do some animal attack stories. Yeah. Because I've always wanted to do that podcast. Yeah, I mean, yeah. When we started this, no, what did I say? It, no, it, was, it came down to two. It came yeah. down to a sports comedy podcast. Podcast or just yeah. like when animal animals attack. attack, yeah. When animals attack, yeah. yeah. Anyway. But I reckon at the start, when Tommy was telling us what the podcast was about, I yeah. there was a few people yeah. listening going, "Geez, that's very niche. Mm. Getting a monkey <laughs> off yeah. your back, yeah, yeah. no, and, totally." Yeah. And the professors just come in. I'm and delivering, and then the I, and then obviously in my story, I bring a goat into it, so they're getting a goat and a monkey off their back. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, how many animals yeah. are they carrying? Well, Christ. and who knows? I'm guessing there'll be a sheep in Nick. That's all I'm guessing. <laughs> oh, Sorry, mate. That's oh, just that's, no doubt. No mate, doubt. You know what? That's sloppy from me. 
doing sheep no, jokes no, for so, curries. No, it's sloppy. So, James, so <laughs> oh, is this going to yeah. be like a is this going to be a how to get a monkey off your back segment, or is this going to be this stories is a, is a tragic of... tale? This is this story was written oh. uh, in a Squire magazine uh, in 2009, and it was headlined the worst story I have ever heard. Written by a guy mm-hmm. called Rich Shapiro, and I, I just—it's an amazing story. He needs to back himself, old Rich. Uh, mm. Not the worst yeah. story I've ever written. <laughs> oh, worst sorry. story I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> it was the worst story I've ever written. No. So, like, come on, Rich. And, and it's a chance <laughs> that he hear something worse <laughs> later exactly. on. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying exactly. stuff now. Don't call it that. Oh, that's a good point. The worst story I've ever heard so far. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, Rich I'm with gave you. up good. early. Yeah. I reckon. I'm with you now. To be this story, it's intricate and it's got many. It's it's a woven web. Mm. You need to follow along. Do you, let me know if you need to have a little pause, and then we'll pick up again. Do you we know, have well, a whiteboard like the wire or we do NCIS need that. or mm-hmm. something? We do need we that. Can, yeah, we can mind map. Now, map them out, yeah. yeah. Now, a bit of string, a couple of thumbs. That would be oh, great. Perfect. I'm that sweating up a storm, yeah. by the way. Oh, I hadn't noticed. I'm having mate. a Cleveland steamer over here. Just <laughs> If you can go onto our Facebook or KO, you need to see how much Tommy is sweating yeah, right I'm now. beating up. Um, I've got bloody marbles down my face. Yeah. Oh, well, he's sweating like he needs a cubicle. That's what he's sweating like. Uh, <laughs> to begin to understand this story, we need to go yes. back to 1971 um, and what was known as the West Covina Monkey Trial. Beautiful. Which it centers around a family called the Davises, one man called St. James and a lady called LaDonna. Was he actually a saint? Uh, no. A few things, reasons for that. He was alive and he hadn't uh, obviously... Been canonized, but that's not to say he won't be. You know no. what I'm saying? <laughs> totally. You know? And LaDonna. That's right, LaDonna. Just a classic mm. American family. <laughs> wow. Um, now, it was in a small California city. It was a trial because they were they were listed as as they were breaking city ordinance about harboring a wild animal, which came down to this chimpanzee that they had called Mo. Oh, this is like Tiger King all over again. This is exactly what it's like. And this where this might be where the Tiger King ends up. Um, now, Mo, they described he's like a son to us. He wouldn't hurt anyone. He's a family member to us. So they go through this great big court case, gets, you know, national notoriety, and eventually the prosecutors drop the case because they see the monkey come in. He's wearing trousers. He's wearing oh. a, a plaid shirt. They're like, this monkey can't yeah. hurt anybody. He had a waistcoat on for Christ's sake. Uh, yeah, I think so, and a top hat. And so they went, you know, they, what they actually said was, from what I've observed, Mo outside and in the courtroom in his pants, he doesn't have the trails of a wild animal and is, in fact, better behaved than some people. Classic, right? Classic. So that gets dropped. Then you um, you fast forward, and they're just they're, you're a regular American family where instead of a child, they've got oh a chimpanzee. So stuff like you know Saturday afternoon, they'll have vanilla milkshakes. Um, yeah. he, Mo got taken by St James for his first trip to the dentist. Yeah. Yeah. Mo was scared. Plays little league. He, d- he did play little league. Um, well, Seen it was the that mascot. Movie, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> and then um, you know he used to sleep in bed with them. St. James, LaDonna and Mo. That's weird. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think this has taken a turn. <laughs> I think you went. I think, you know what, milkshakes and baseball are fine. You know, that's your that's yeah. your problem, guys. If you see, if you think it's weird that two grown people sleep sleep with a five-year-old monkey in their bed, if you think that's yeah. weird, that's up to you. Okay, no fair call. Yeah. LaDonna's homeschooling sure. him every day. Um, you know, she's teaching him how to sign language and use crayons. I reckon he can read better than I can. I There's the hot he, tip. <laughs> That'll be the number eight. Yeah. Number seven. It'll slide into number I seven. He's going to go to seven and I'm going to drop to Mo the chimpanzee. <laughs> Mo had his own bed. Had his own bedroom with a bed, large closet with clothes. Once again, the plaid plaid shirts and the yeah, pants and the closet. top hats. Yeah, okay. yeah. Plenty of bow ties. Yeah, lots of bow ties. Yeah. Um, he, it says here he'd wear plaid 
Button-down shirts, blue jeans, even dinner jackets and trousers yeah. on formal occasions. I mean, I, I he was very fashion-forward in the whole lumber, yeah. lumberjack chic movement. Absolutely. Oh, We've got a photo of the family he, here. Just a classic American a, family. I'll describe it. There he is, St. James on the left. Oh, oh. There's Mo in the middle. Wearing that looks like some all sort of Rastafarian three, hat. All three have amazing hair. They Bob, do. I think Bob yeah. Moley there. Uh, Is it Bob yeah. Moley? Oh, yeah. God. Oh, Brooks. oh, I didn't realise <laughs> Nick's affliction was contagious. <laughs> right, it's only a new contender has emerged, Nick. Uh, you know, That's there's great. magical stories of them going to the park and playing in maple tree leaves during autumn. I thought you were going to say syrup. Maple, yeah, no, I, I, I was like, I read that. Say, I read that. No, this do I want to read this? Like, this you know what, if I thought the bird, I thought them sleeping together was weird. Yeah. But, you know. Yeah. Maple wrestling. They're so lying that, there. that explains the stickiness, isn't it? <laughs> They're lying in the leaves and, and St. James turns to Mo and he says, what are you going to be when you grow up, Mo? Beautiful stuff like this, father and son, but the son is a chimp. Standard normal stuff. Yeah. Obviously, the chimp responded with, <laughs> and everybody was... <laughs> My thoughts exactly. <laughs> I was. I thought he was going to go it's with a fireman. Really monkey noise. Fireman mm. with the pole getting down. Like, oh right, yeah. He would have yeah. said some yeah. stripper. That's a profession too, mate. Yeah. Don't need a, or a, one of the oldest. Or a piano <laughs> mover. It says here. Now this is beautifully written by Shapiro. Piano. <laughs> they taught him to eat with a fork, use a toilet. Even they say how to crudely write his name. He could write Mo. Over the next 30 years, Davis's devotion to Mo would push the boundaries of human love. It would also test the limits of love. Yeah. <laughs> Rich Shapiro. Wow. Magical writing. Um, now, the couple, how did they get together? St. James and LaDonna, they were sweethearts in West Covina. St. James was obsessed with cars. He actually one day ended up competing in NASCAR. Was a great mechanic, just loved his cars. On their first wedding day, 1966, he left LaDonna at the altar because he spent the whole day fixing a car. True story. Oh, my God. She was really upset. News spread around the town. St. James was ostracised. He was turned into a pariah. It's a red flag, that. Mate, absolutely. He Mm. then jumps on a merchant ship that were looking for deckhands around the world. The next day, they were heading for Africa. Paula Donna's still at the altar waiting for him. Anyway. He waited that long? I believe so. It's like a 12-week ferry ride. With more than that. But he is a mechanic. You normally have to wait some time. (laughs) There you go. Put the boot in the mic. I'm with you, mate. Got to get my car done now. It doesn't matter. Okay. The ship suffered damage off the coast of Africa, forcing it to come ashore in Tanzania. You get where I'm going with this. Days later, while following a group of Tanzanias, he befriended on a hunt. St. James witnessed a band of poachers slaughter a female chimpanzee that had just given birth. The next day he goes back. There is the orphaned Helpless chimp. He, he picks it up. He cares for it. He then basically jumps ship, so he's not the merchant ship anymore. He's just hanging out in Tanzania with the monkey, Mo. He's feeding him fruit, eggs, leaves, rainwater, whatever he can find. The two of them become malnourished. A full malnourished. continental breakfast for yes. well, not too bad. They become malnourished. <laughs> Tis only a continental breakfast. That's a great reference. <laughs> What's the reference? The trip. Ah, uh, yes. Very good. Uh, did you see the latest one? To no, Greece? I haven't yeah. seen that. Yeah, it's okay. it's that. Yeah, it was not bad. Okay. Do they yeah. eat halloumi? I don't know. Gosh, I've got to watch it again. Four stars. <laughs> so James uh, loses weight. They're in the in the wilderness, him and this yeah. monkey Mo. Um, a a, a German missionary finds him. Oh, it's the Germans. The, the Germans. They're back. Oh, the Cleveland oh, no. oh. Um, That's a beautiful little monkey. He does. He takes St. James, pops him on a plane with Mo back to Los Angeles. Meeting him at the airport is his mother, Estelle, and his ex, well, not ex-wife, the woman he... He jilted Didn't at the him. altar. Yeah. LaDonna. LaDonna's just waiting LaDonna's there for him. Still. They don't say hello, just a little hug. Then they go. They go back to Estella's house with the monkey. Then LaDonna falls in love with the monkey and, of course, oh, falls God. back in love with St. James. 
It's, it's think, a tale as old as time. I think LaDonna right. and St. James need to be medicated. Mate, let me get to the end of the story. It gets weirder. Here we go. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, 1970, they get married. She gives him a second chance. Oh, Guess who oh, is yes. St. James's best man? Ah, uh, oh, the guy from Tanzan. No, Mo. Mo. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Of course yeah, it's no. the German. I, I, you've sort of I thought German it was the German. No. Uh, you got me there. German. That's a cliffhanger. I will that. say this, though. Hans wasn't his bridal party. Really? Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bet the Bucks was fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. <laughs> they went to uh, Munich. Munchen. Oh, Munchen. Munchen, yeah. Bergheim. Yeah. 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 Home of the schnitzel. Ah, uh, yes. The four-year-olds. Is psychedelics? Yeah. The, and what the hell is it? The, of course, Nick, of course. The four-year-old <laughs> chimp dressed in a t- tight-fitting black tuxedo walked down the aisle holding hands with the flower girl as uh, she tossed rose petals on the floor. At the reception. Was it a human flower girl? Uh, the, the flower girl was a goat. <laughs> when one of the guests Wrigley. at the reception. <laughs> a goat named Wrigley. At the reception, Mo, and this is what my best man did the exact same thing. Mo scampered from table to table, stealing sips of champagne. When one of the guests, a friend of LaDonna's mother, began sharing her glass with him, the chimp clung to her for the rest of the night. Mo got drunk and pissed all over her pale yellow dress, oh. which everyone in the room thought was the funniest thing they'd ever seen. End quote. He had, Mo, he had Mo shame. He, did. <laughs> he was drinking Mo. <laughs> That was way better than mine. Oh, come on. <laughs> uh, Nick, come on. That's your uh, that's Mo, your bread and butter, Mo Nick. Mo monkeys, Mo problems. Ah, <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, sad part of the story. Uh-oh. LaDonna and uh, St. James can't conceive. She has to have a hysterectomy due to cancer. Oh. She's then like, you can divorce me if you want. He says, no, we don't need a child. We have Mo, our hairy little brown furry child. Fast forward, um, Mo's getting bigger, right? Mo hits 18. Didn't um, realise he was a gorilla. No, well, he, hey, <laughs> Mo is now 130 pounds. Stop it. Yeah. Where did Mo go to schoolies? Did he go Byron or Surface Paradise? Uh, Mo went to Bali. Ah, uh, yeah. yeah. Rich Paul. A little bit extra. <laughs> now, St. James is doing a bit of research because at first when they brought the monkey home, they thought they'd take it to a zoo, but then they, they realised Mo is our child. Mo is our child. We can't drop him off at a zoo. So he starts doing some research and he realizes, hang on a second, chimps reach a certain age and they start to get a little bit aggressive. Yeah. First incidence uh, is uh, what Mo used to do on a Saturday morning is Mo would get up and he'd make two peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Classic. One for himself and one for his dad. On one particular day, there wasn't enough peanut butter, so Mo put extra jelly onto St. James's sandwich. St. James tried to do the old switcheroo. Give the extra jelly one to Mo. Mo cracked the shits, went in and dragged. <laughs> says he dragged LaDonna from the bedroom. Into, oh, into the kitchen to explain, I had that sandwich, he had that sandwich. Everything was covered up and the family was like, oh, that's just what 18-year-old boys do. They drag their mothers from another room to settle differences about sandwiches. On certain websites. Yeah. Yep, it's starting to get weirder here, right? Fast forward. 1999, a friend of the family comes around. At this stage, they've finally popped... Mo into a cage. They're like, Ugh, the whole peanut butter thing, bit weird. Woman puts her finger in the cage to oh. say coochie, coochie, coo. He bites off her finger. Whammy. They explained it as um, that the, the chimpanzee thought that the finger was Hot its dog. favourite food, red licorice. So the start. So could you imagine Mo just going, fingers. oh, my bad, thought it was red licorice. Like, yeah. 
Mm. I, they're starting to make excuses for a crazy yeah. chimps. I think when you put him in the cage, you've really resigned to the fact that you're you're now yeah. a yeah. or wild animal. animal. You're now housing a crazy chimp. And everyone's rick licorice. And now he's got the taste of human. That's right. So, oh, anyway. Uh, I remember my first taste. <laughs> Game changer. Go on. Wow, that's another <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Uh, anyway, cannibals are people too. Another court battle. Cops come around. They take Mo. They say you can't live with them anymore. The St James is on the gra- is on the grass. He's screaming, "Don't take my son!" Cops are like, "It's a monkey." Anyway, he then ends up in a shelter for chimpanzees, which America has this sort of thing because we've all seen freaking Tiger King. King. Carol Baskin. Have you yeah. seen her on Dancing with the Stars? Is she on it over there? She can pass a doble with oh, the best of them. Oh, do you reckon she killed her husband? First 100%. Honey? And I think if he loses, she'll probably kill her dancing partner. Oh, Jesus. Anyway, 2004, he gets transferred. They, they try to win him back. Court case, long court case. Um, and he gets transferred to another wildlife park. So LaDonna and St. James on his birthday go to visit him. They're visiting this monkey. He's, in, he's just outside the cage. They look up. Two other chimps have made their way out of their cages at... Oh. At the wildlife park. Now, let me read this to you. This is in no ways funny. Um, It it was actually Mo's 39th birthday. Um, 39? Yeah, mate, he lived ripe old age. Yeah. Out of the corner of her eye, LaDonna suddenly noticed a large form from about 40 feet away. It was a chimpanzee, a young adult male, somehow out of his cage and was glaring at her. The chimp held her gaze for a moment and then charged. St. James rushed to protect his wife. The animal barreled into LaDonna's back, knocking her into St. James... Um, with a single ferocious jerk of his neck, he tore off St. James's thumb. Uh, a second chimp came running in, right? There was two chimps. As St. James confronted the chimp, the, the six-foot-two former running back, that's St. James, uh, confronted also the second chimp. <laughs> I thought it was a high school football star, the chimp. Might yeah. have got a couple of reps. Uh, <laughs> no, he was a... He was a, a linebacker. He wasn't a running back. I don't know the positions. Yeah. I ruined that joke. It's a position. Is it a linebacker? Yes. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Um, yeah. Outside or inside? No. Um, right in the middle. One of the animals. Yeah. It's also a position. Now, one of the animals grabbed him in a bear hug and chomped the bone above his right eyebrow. Oh. What? Yeah, he then gouged out St. James's right eye. The skull. Oh, God. Now, it goes on oh. here and it gets worse. It's good, your head. As a middle linebacker, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. losing <laughs> your right eye now, is not good. poor old St. James is, it's just horrendous what this animal does to him. He ends up surviving. They go back to Mo. Mo is just in a ball in the side of his cage, did nothing. Mm. Then they go home. St. James ends up surviving, but he's horribly disfigured. Now, the whole point is that they the whole time said our chimp had no problem. Yeah. Everybody said this chimp has a problem. They put him in a place to keep him away from the family and then it was two other chimps that attacked this family yeah. and basically ruined their well, lives. Well, little it did they know Mo. Mo, though, was uh, like the Al Capone of the zoo and he was just paying off chimps. So you reckon he fuck was people up. paper bagging for 100%. The, Maybe. the head of yeah. James? Yeah, 100%. He was like, I'm just going to sit here and let old... Old twinkle fingers do the uh, Tony magic. And, yeah, now Tony and Fubby. It yeah. took them forever to get to these two monkeys to break them off, yeah. St. James. And eventually, it was a it was the Kern County Fire Captain Kurt Merrill who came to their way. Captain, a, Captain Kurt. Captain Kurt Merrill, and he said, "And I quote: I had no idea a chimpanzee was capable of doing that to a human. <laughs> what an idiot! Who is a um? It literally looked like a grizzly bear attack. Oh. So 
just very sad. Now, the family still loves their son, the chimp. Oh. They still go and visit him, right? Fast forward to 2009, all right? This guy's going on a wheelchair because he doesn't have any feet. Oh, doesn't have any hands. No They're taking lost him. Lost his right eye. Lost everything, Please right? Please tell me LaDonna. Doesn't really. have a nose. No. So they, <laughs> they go to visit this chimp. Who knows? They go back home. They get a phone call. Mo has gone missing. Oh, God. They don't know where Mo's gone. Mo has broken out of his cage. He ripped the door off. I don't what know are these the... super species chimps? What? They're chimps, man. Mm. You're not meant to have a chimp in your house. Nobody's ripped the door off a cage. It's, cage. I, I don't know. Yeah. Oh. So anyway. No, no. Then, no, 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 nothing. Nothing, just, just disappears. Gone. So there's then, I mean, by this stage, Mo it's is a bit of a celebrity. Yeah. He is on the loose okay. in Los Angeles. <laughs> the family's looking for him everywhere. They're broken. Their hearts are broken. Oh, Mo has gone God. missing. That's, fast forward, they never find Mo. Mo is just loose on the streets of California since 2009. I can tell you They Mo don't know. You reckon Mo got shot? 100%. There's been no reports of a chimp getting mm. shot. Maybe I, my guess is he's down in um, <laughs> Zehuataneo, down in Mexico. That's where. I reckon oh, yeah. he's in Florida. He started up a licorice birds. factory. Yeah. <laughs> licorice factory. He started a licorice shop. So Mo is out there somewhere. Mo, if you're listening to this podcast, get in oh, contact. Oh my god! I actually don't think Mo had any issues. I think Ladonna and. St. Stupid Face, he, they had the issues. They did. And, and in all honesty, you shouldn't really have a chimp as a pet that no. you take from Africa. But the no. sadness that this chimp that everybody was accusing of being too dangerous, they put it in a place that ends up harming these two. Ah. Oh. It's best. It's the best yeah. story. I just think it sounds like one of those couples that always has wants drama in their life. Yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? Like they're always fighting and like they stay together yeah. because they fight a lot. And, and I like, just think that... Yeah, he's clearly trying to get out of marrying this girl because he never actually married her again, did he? Yeah, nineteen seventy. Yeah, when, when Mo oh, was no, the best 70. man. I mean, they don't regularly buy course, peanut yeah. butter, so their relationship yeah. f***ed from the get go. That was the alarm bells for me. But yeah, the, the peanut, peanut butter thing. thing. I mean, yeah, oh, that's it. So you can clearly see how I Red missed flag. the topic. Yeah, uh, well done. Yeah. But poor yeah, old well St. Done, James. Mate. Well done on missing the topic. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, he got the monkey off his face, literally. <laughs> well, and they, they, you know, yeah. Captain Kurt got the monkey off his back, mm. like literally with a fire hose. So. Unfortunately, the other monkey okay. was going to town on the front side. <laughs> it's 100%. There's a lot of details there. Yeah. Right. yeah. Bit of monkey Sounds business. Sounds like a 1970s hit song. Sorry, Nick. Mm. Handful of bananas. I uh, know. Handful of bananas and uh, on the front side, it sounds like a, a 90s song. Um, I'm going to – I've actually got onto the topic, if that's okay. Yeah, no, absolutely. Oh, here we Come go. Back. Here we here go. Here we bloody go. So I'm going to go to the sport uh, that is known as college basketball in Tommy's ah. hometown, the United States of America. Wonderful. Uh, we're going we're gonna to travel the years of 1996 to 2007. Um, we're going to go to Calif uh, Caltech. So, California Institute of Petrol Technology. Station. Um, yes. <laughs> Otherwise known as... <laughs> yeah. I filled up on the yeah, way here, actually. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Wonderful. Diesel um, price has gone through the roof. Are you driving something that has diesel? It? Yeah. What are you driving? Oh, man, who cares about the universe? Whatever. Okay. Yeah. Diesel There's actually quads. is better for the environment. <laughs> Of course I care is about it? the universe. Yeah, because you <laughs> fill up your car less. So it's it's more just more efficient. expensive, right? Uh, oh, yeah. it's a debate. True. Is it more? Is it better? I don't know. No, we digress. What you do? You're right. Design. I think yeah. you're right. I mean, I drive here on a John Deere. So. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Nick. On you go. On you go. I love the idea of Tommy's turning up to Fox Sports in a tractor. That's great. Uh, so the losing streak that these uh, California uh, 
Celtic had was uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, a conference losing streak that lasted 26 years and 310 games. Not wow. so such so good as the Cubs, but it was a pretty long streak. The Celtics women's team, uh, incidentally, had gone on a 48-game losing streak. So it was not a very good time to be sportsmen and women at Caltech uh, during these years. <laughs> so do you mean literally uh, they couldn't win a game? They couldn't win a game at all. Uh, oh, wow. At that right. time. But, but they couldn't win a game yeah, at, at all at that time. time. Yeah. But the big the big record here is the conference thing. So they would win like one or two just outside. Gotcha, you know, but, not actual, thing, yeah. but not an actual conference. But this was a huge deal for Caltech because they pride themselves on um, being intellectuals uh, in, at the university. So they had, uh, let me get this, they had over 74 Nobel Prize winners. Oh, holy um, crap. And do you want to know? Uh, <laughs> yeah, so yeah, the yeah, university. Yeah, 74 of them. <laughs> yeah, every three, 74 of them. No. Was so there a specific Oxford, field? Uh, yeah, a lot of them in uh, science, a yeah. lot of them in. Um, there was a, there was big in computer technology Computers and, and also crude the, oil. Yeah, 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 and big in the environment. And a couple <laughs> yeah. of them went on to do a lot of uh, space uh, uh, astronaut based activities. <laughs> That's what it's called. It's I was waiting for you to say space stuff. It's a lot of space stuff. It's the last one to say. But in the unit, uh, so in the top nine of uh, uh, of Nobel Prize winners. Uh, coming at number nine, University of Oxford. They've got 71. Coming mm. at number eight, uh, California Institute of Technology. So oh, wow. they're, you know, one of the top things. The number one uh, Nobel Prize winners is Harvard University, uh, as you guys know. Okay. And right. then second is University of Cambridge in the UK. And third but, so, is Macquarie University, Sydney. Wollongong's up there. Newcastle. So there's, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of great schools you guys have mentioned there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but before, so before we get to this, um, to this losing streak, uh, the, the end of, of this losing streak, the most famous thing at, um, at the California or Caltech uh, University that they were famous for sporting-wise was, have you guys heard of the Great Rose Bowl hoax? I have. No, I have. No? No, I have. Okay. I have heard of it. Well, let me indulge. The great Rose Bowl, uh, Rose Bowl hoax was a prank on the 1961 uh, Rose Bowl. Now, the two teams playing uh, were the Washington Huskies and, uh, Tommy, your favorite team, the Minnesota Golden Gophers. Golden Gophers, yeah. Um, oh. Golden Gophers. At halftime, the Huskies were up 17-0, and their cheerleaders took to the field um, – uh, to lead the spectators in, in the stands, uh, one of those card stunts, you know, when they go into the card and they get the the, the audience to uh, put up different cards and that spells out different things or it makes different yeah. shapes and that mm. kind of thing. Um, but a number of the students from the California Institute of Technology managed to alter the card stunt um, show during the halftime break, making, instead of them spe- uh, spelling out Washington, they spelled out Caltech. And oh, so they good. do that. So good, mate. Well, this is how they did it. So it was planned by a group of uh, Celtic students, which they know uh, named as so the smart. fiendish, fiend, as the fiendish fourteen. So they call them the fiendish fourteen. That's how much our nerds they were. They were like fiendish, oh, fiendish mm. these guys. Mm. 
their leader was a 19 year old engineering student called Lynn Hardy. And he was helped by uh, a guy who later became a, um, uh, an astronaut, some scientists and some leading CEOs in the, in the different uh, areas of fields there later on. Um, so what he did was he discovered that the details behind the Husky show, um, uh, were, were how, the, the people that held the, the notes were with the cheerleaders. So he disguised himself as a high school reporter interviewing. <laughs> he was interviewing. So he interviewed the Washington head cheerleader. And then after he found out the information of where he she kept the notes, him and a, a bunch of his mates broke into the Washington uh, cheerleading dorm the night before, stole one of the instruction sheets. Then him and his mates proceeded to... Uh, change the instructions and replace 2,226 different cards. Oh, wow. And then so broke back good. in, replaced the, the notes, put everything at, back out in the Rose Bowl uh, stand, and then let everything uh, go as, as normal. So what happened was everything at halftime, everything was going normal. The cheerleaders went out. There was just a few little sort of mistakes uh, creeping through. So this is how they did. This is how genius this was. The 13th design, I'd oh, say the 12th design that they did, they modified the coach design because uh, the Washington Huskies, their, um, uh, their, their mascot was a Husky. They slightly changed Makes it sense. to look like a beaver. Uh-huh. To make it look like a beaver. And so everyone was going, oh, that kind of looks like a beaver, but it might be a mistake. So, you know, who cares? The 13th design, the um, cheerleaders called for it and the, uh, it was supposed to spell um, Huskies, but it was backwards. So then they're like, oh, it's just, we've just got our, our, our cues mixed, mixed up and all that kind of stuff. But then the, uh, the next design, this is when it was a, the big situation, we're supposed to uh, spell Washington and then put it up as Caltech, and then the cheerleaders go, oh, this is a massive prank. They then didn't do the last design, which they didn't know they actually didn't change, which was the American flag. And oh. then, yeah. and is then there a vision it. of it somewhere so, in there? There's no vision of it because it was in 1961, but there's some there's some stuff playing on the screen now of that's what it actually looked like when they changed it to Caltech. Gotcha. Here. It says so Caltech. That's what it Caltech. This is Caltech. Celtics. This is yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Caltech. It was actually sponsored by the petrol station. Um, but uh, that was um, so that was their most. That was the for that university. It was the the greatest sporting achievement was them doing that hoax. That was all that they were named, known for. Um, but it was, uh, then it was basically, uh, they went through to the losing streak. So um, 26 years and 310 straight losses in the Southern California Intercollegiate Athletic Conference. They're one of the tougher conferences out there. Mm-hmm. Um, the brainiest basketball team, they beat Occidental College 46-45. Oh, wow. I think I've got the last winning points here. Um Oh, it's this guy called nah. that guy there is called Ryan Elmquist. He shoots a free throw. That's the winning to, to go up by one. Occidental College. They go for a buzzer beater. Oh. They don't do it. Look at that. The uh, they all celebrate. Oh, wow. They win forty six forty five. Occidental. They called it the Revenge of the Nerds, and you'll be pleased to know that the winning. Um, person there, Ryan Elmquist, uh, went on to be a computer science major oh. and then be a software engineer for Google and he hasn't played he basketball since. Oh. Of course he hasn't. There you go. Very, there we go. Very good. Nice work, Nick. Care. All right. Cheers, team. Um, so 
Gentlemen, that brings to a close this wonderful podcast, Getting Monkeys Off People's Backs. Thank you, everybody, for being involved. Um, thank you, James. No, thank, no, thank you. you. Thank, thank you, everybody. Oh, you're an inspiration and an honour to work with. I know we say this every week, yeah. but it is so f***ing hot in this room. Mm, I don't think anybody understands how hot it is. Well, if you look at Tom... It is. I mean, I feel like I'm at a Swedish. I, I feel like I'm going to pass out. Anyway, um, wonderful stuff. Um, once again, get on our socials. Have a look at Professor Jay Roch for Twitter and Instagram, at Narrowwater Sports for Facebook. Get on, leave a review on one of those, or you can get on and leave it on our um, on our actual podcast. Um, it, what else do I normally say? That's uh, it, is it? No, that's it. Tommy, oh, what do you got next week? I uh, got absolutely nothing for you. Uh, oh, I've actually got a special interview with Robert Mugabe. So oh, really? Yeah, no, it'll be good. Oh, oh yeah, that's love, great. It'll be good. Nickel like Nelson. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right, that's all we've got time for. Roll the music, Mark. We will say goodbye. Farewell. Adieu. Goodbye. Nice work, Brooksy. Bye. Peace. Bye. Bye.